Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. Our assignment <clears throat> for this week. This week, pay attention to enjoyment. Notice when you're enjoying yourself. Notice when you feel glad, when you experience pleasure, when your heart sings, when you feel alive and well. Notice when you smile. Notice the sound of your laughter. Notice joy bubbling inside you. Also, be aware of when your prisms of pleasure become fodder for suffering. Notice how pleasure, delight, joy, merriment, gladness, cheerfulness, optimism are supplanted by egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate to create and maintain suffering. So here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Sharon calling from Barbados. Hey, Sharon. Can you hear me what all right? Saying? Hi. Well, this is, a, this is a wonderful exercise, and this is a wonderful practice, and you guys are terrific, and I really appreciate that you are taking us through all of these exercises that are really contributing to my well-being and, you know, the uh, quality of my life. Um, anyway, um, just putting in my other earphones. Can you hear me now, still? So Hello? I was sensing that there was going to be a but that followed all of that. Am I incorrect in that? Um, no, no, not at all. In fact, oh, that awareness good, is simply good. just expanding daily, like where I think, oh, this is nice, this is nice. And I'm beginning to see that it just has so much potential for my well-being, my health, my relationships, um, and these exercises, you know, I mean, I, I mean, just like I was going along and I was starting to listen to ego about my husband and how he this and he that and he this and he that, and it just suddenly drops in, well, reflect, you know, um, the exercise we had a few weeks ago, and because mm -hmm. I can remember at the time saying, to my reflective listening buddy, this has transformed our relationship, you know, and just little by little, ego just started worming its way in and, you know, making me think certain things about him um, that, you know, probably are true in some sense, but started to eat away at, at um, the, the quality of our interactions because I think I was reacting more defensively and being careful what I said and all this sort of thing. Well, may I just right there? Because mm -hmm. you just sure. said something that is uh, truly critical for all of us. Uh -huh. So um, there's, there's what you hear in your, in your mind about your husband. And, and what you follow that with is it's probably true in some way. <laughs> well, he's, he has right. some idiosyncrasy. Well, no, 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 wait, wait, no, okay. no, no, wait, just, just a second. Yeah. The point is, we are all, all kinds of ways that can be perceived as difficult mm. if we're looking through the ego lens of difficulty. Well, that's a very good point. 
That is a very good and point. You, you see how it, so how it worms how it worms its way in and in yes. those little ways. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And so we forget that. It becomes unless he is the way I want him to be all the time, which we would never admit to ourselves is our is what we're, is our motivation or what we're thinking, right? But if he right. isn't ego is watching him all the time to make sure he is exactly the way ego wants him to be. And when he's not, then ego has to get defensive and has to go into all of these. uh, And, of course, ego is dragging you along with it, right? And so what you're able to see in that is, okay, he is how he is. I am how I am. We don't have to have ego in the middle of our relationship. Oh, gosh, thanks for saying that. Well, I had talked with you in person about how he sometimes talks sharply to me, and you had said to me, do you think you can work yourself away around to just ignoring him, you know, at those times? And um, yesterday we went out for a bike ride, and he did just said something, and my mind re- immediately went to, do I need to do something about that? And I, but I caught it, and I said, come back to the moment. We're in a, we're in a hunt for enjoyment. We're in a hunt for pleasure, and, and not that. You know, so this yeah. is why I say yeah. this practice is helping me in so many subtle ways. And calling oh, in and hearing what you just good. said is, is amazing. Thanks so much. It is a good practice. Thank you for doing oh, it. Oh, yes. Thank okay. you for giving us that. All right. Okay. Thanks, All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Sharon. Uh, you know, Sherry, I've always loved how practical our practice is. It's such yes. a how-to yeah, that's it. It, it. No believing required. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Virginia. Hey, Virginia. Hey, hi. Good morning, Ashwini. Um, oh, there's a lot. Um, just so much, and you just listening to you read the assignment. Um, there's there's so much in that, and um, so. I, I feel like I'm just finding enjoyment. I think I heard someone say it the other day, just the moments that I can bring my attention to, you know, to my breath or to what I'm doing in the moment. And, and so that small things become, like, really enjoyable. And, like, um, like, even just sitting quietly. And, like, when I turned my attention the other day, I was sitting and, I just like brought attention to my, well, I could feel my heart or my chest anyway, and it felt like light. When I brought attention there, I could feel like lightness, you know, and I guess I've been going through like a series of, well, anyway, and so it, I noticed that, and and that was like really enjoyable to feel that lightness, and and maybe a little bit different too, yeah. uh Uh-huh. So may I reflect that but reframe it slightly because I think you made a very important point, right, Virginia, which is that what, you are do, you, what you've noticed is when you bring your attention, when you bring your attention here, what you experience is small things become enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But if we reframe that, what we're saying is everything in life becomes enjoyable when I'm here. 
Mm-hmm. Because if I'm lost in conditioned mind, I think we were talking about this the other day, enjoyment is the big things, right? I'm on a yacht in the middle of the ocean, right. the sun is shining, or I'm on vacation on a beach somewhere and I have no responsibilities. There's an abstraction of enjoyment. So I'm actually walking around in the world without paying attention to my life mm-hmm. or to life. But the moment mm-hmm. I attend to life, I experience enjoyment. It's mm-hmm. not that the small things become, well, the small things do become enjoyable, but it's not the things that become enjoyable. It's the attention that brings enjoyment. Right. Yeah. Because that's, I'm mm-hmm. here for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Well, yes, yes. I think that's it. And, and also, I had this other experience this week. I mean, there's so much in these assignments we've been having about the still small voice and, you know, how ego kicks back or pushes back on that. But I, I woke up one morning and I felt really fatigued and kind of groggy and, and grumpy, so, so to speak. And I made a recording. I, I heard something I think Sherry said last week, and I am going to paraphrase it poorly, but it was about asking that part of myself, you know, what are you excited about today? Or what did you do yesterday that was fun and that you really enjoyed? And what about today? You know, what are you looking forward to today? And so I've been, I've been trying to do that a bit. And, and that morning I made this recording like, well, you know, asking some of those questions. And okay, you know, there was a part of me who had, I found that, that thread, that part of me who could answer, you know. And, mm. and then I listened. Yeah. And then I'd listen back just to her talking, yeah, to her saying what she liked or what she was found fun and what she was looking forward to. And, and like there was this shift and then I, it shifted, the focus of my attention now that I'm speaking, I realized shifted from a conversation with ego to listening to this part of me. And, and then I've experienced love, like not like overwhelming, you know, gushing love, but just like I could feel the softening happening in me as I listened to that part of me. And the only word I can think of would be love or compassion for that, some kind of affection for something like that, you know. Yes, it's such a good word, love and affection. (laughs) It Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be the, in quotes, the glorious gushing that uh, it's often associated to. But the process is the interesting one. Here, Here we are, we put ourselves in the environment of guidance, we hear mm-hmm. the guidance, the guidance drops in. We practice the guidance. And always, all of the guidance is always direct the attention. And so you did. You mm-hmm. had a conversation with the aspect of, yes, you woke up feeling grumpy. But the intention is, I want to be here. That's, it's not, I don't want to feel grumpy. But it's mm-hmm. just simply, uh, is this my only experience in life? And so you ask somebody, what do you feel excited about? And you can watch the shift in attention. And because that is available, some, something in you, life always, has something to look forward to and excited, be excited about, there's a shift in attention. And when there's yeah. a shift in attention, what shifts in you is really the ability to listen, the ability to be receptive, the ability to be gentle, to move out of that ego position of, of I don't want to or I don't want to do this or whatever grumpy equals to, to feeling the love and compassion that you are. Right, affection yeah. in response to excitement. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and, 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 and affection in response to this, 
I don't know, really have the words for it. This other part that this somebody who was speaking more authentically or more innocently or more, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Some different. Yes, the heart opens, right? Tenderness in a response to somebody's willingness to speak, to be vulnerable, to be innocent, to be yeah. uh, ardent in life. That is not that. Uh, the identification, right? We, we, yeah. always, we find yeah. ourselves responding to that with love and affection wherever we see it, right? When mm-hmm. we see a little baby or a cute puppy or a beautiful right. flower, we move yes. to that place of what it brings out in me is connection to that in me, and it responds yeah. that way. And so that happens mm-hmm. to you in, in, in interacting with this experience of that innocence and that um, excitement in you. Yes, thank you. Thank you for putting that, reflecting that and putting it together for me, Ashwini. Yes, that, that is, I feel like that is the part that got touched. And um, thank you so much. I, I just want to say one other quick thing and then I will go, is that I've also noticed that in doing these practices, I, it helps me become clearer about the, this, what we say in practice about when I turn to egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate to see how I'm doing. Um, it really has helped bring that more to life for me. I have more clarity seeing that process. Yeah, yeah. That that it, it that we're never doing well when we turn in that direction. Yeah. yeah. It, yes, and yeah. just how there it, it's kind of always hanging around there, and and it's there as I can. Like there is an option to turn attention there, and then there's a t- an option to not turn attention there. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it's I didn't choice actually. Yeah. To, to turn attention to life? Well, or what, yes. I, oh, yes, where? Deciding yes. where. Yes, I see. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Virginia. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. You know, uh, Ashwini, I don't know if people talking uh, realize how much they're expressing presence. Mm. Mm-hmm. How how much of one's time <laughs> must be spent in presence to have these kinds of awarenesses that we talk about? You know, we can be focused on practicing and an awareness of practicing, yes, but just for people to get a sense of the the shift in presence that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the transformation. You show up and the magic happens. Yeah. And, we, you know, so much of practice is focused on getting here. We can <laughs> fail to, to recognize how much time we are here. And, and of course, what uh-huh. people are, are saying is you can get a sense of that by the increased level of enjoyment and uh, mm. happiness and gratitude and all of those kinds of things that, we feel when we're present. Yeah. All right, here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Well, my next caller is not uh, dialed in in the queue in a way that I can unmute, but here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Sherry and Ashwini. It's Loren in Connecticut. Hey, Loren. What's going on? Um, happy to be here. I'm seeing lots of things, and um, the thing that was 
coming up today that I was moved to share was just how one of the things I, I think I'm noticing is that as we've been doing these assignments where we practice more with um, directing our attention towards you know, enjoyment or um, happiness, as the attention and the presence is building, I'm also more likely to be here to actually catch something like a disappointment or something that's hard for the human being. And, um, and I'm enjoying relating to that in a new way. You're a better steward. Yes. You have this, you have this human being, right? And now, if people are new to practice, that, that can just sound wacko, right? But once we've been paying attention for a little bit, we realize that, yeah, that kind of is what's going on, right? So there's the awareness that is aware of that human being. You're not, you're not that human being, right? When, when she's struggling with some sort of identification or she's, the ego grabs her and she's off worrying about something in the future, that, that sort of thing, and you're aware of it, there's a clarity that that person, that human being struggling, and you are not one. And so you know that you can help her. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I've been seeing it in quite those words, but yes, that is an accurate description of um, of my sense of it. It's sort of, you know, and, and that's why I've been having, I've been going, oh, now I get why they call it the mentor. <laughs> Because <laughs> it really it. does. <laughs> that was a good yes. thing you came up with. <laughs> right. Because well, and Lorraine, what's so, uh, again, I just can't let this moment pass, right? Because what you're describing is you've moved from looking for the mentor, being that person struggling, looking for somebody to help, guide me, direct me, save me, Right. You've moved yeah. from that into being the mentor for that struggling human being. Yes, yeah. And it's so perfect that, that you said it that way because actually one of the common identities is looking for something to help me, save me. And, of course, nothing can help me enough. And, <laughs> and to just be in that place where I can see that karmic pattern coming and go, oh, wow, that's really a tough one for her. <laughs> Let's. You know, like I, <laughs> um, she could use some reassurance about she now. really could use some reassurance right now because you know I'm in the projection class as well, and so um, seeing that particular projection come up a lot, and and getting to to see that yeah, wow, like that that's really that's really hard for her. Like I'm pretty familiar with the suffering place that can go to. She really does need some some reassurance or um, That's right. or just a reminder like, hey, you know, we know where that one goes. We don't. <laughs> That's so, right. um, yeah. that, that, is, that is exactly it. One of the things that we talk about, I can't remember what book it's in, but um, how when you're, when you're a teenager especially, what you desperately want is somebody who is older and wiser and non-judgmental. Somebody who understands what you're going through, how you feel, how hard it is, and doesn't judge you for it, 
just understands and supports you, right? And that's and then we never outgrow that, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> and so there you are as a grown woman, but still that person is alive who mm-hmm. still needs somebody older and wiser and non-judgmental yeah. to assist and support her. And, and that's what the process of, tra- uh, of transcending ego delivers for us. You get to find out who you authentically are. You get to see her as she actually is. And the two of you together can live happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so I'm so grateful. The 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 last thing I'll say before I let someone else get on is I'm not certain, but I I think my enneagram type is probably a 7. Probably, you know, that you know, looking for the the all the great things and all the, you know, this excitement and that and and there's a way that that particular um karma tends to buy like need to get over disappointments quickly or maybe not even register them or maybe going, okay, well, what else are we going to get excited about or fix or, and to just, um, I've just been so grateful for these assignments with the attentiveness because I just am more there to see a disappointment, you know, see the person that, that that would be difficult for and then get to not choose that whole path where I have to make that better or make something else so exciting I don't even have to notice that that's disappointing or um, so there's just a lot of things unraveling (laughs) yes and Lorraine I want to add another to that another strand to that because what you're getting to get in touch with with this is the fear behind that need for excitement right and so what you're actually facing in this is it's okay <laughs> to be disappointed. It's okay to have whatever uh, emotional response you have to something. You don't have to be afraid of life. You don't yeah. have to try to avoid life through uh, constant excitement about the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll listen to this again and again. Thank you. You are so welcome. And we can talk about that a little thread at another time, huh? Okay. Yeah. Yes. You'll you'll see it. You'll see it clearly. And then we can talk about it. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Loren. Thanks, Loren. And Jerry, it looks like we have time for one more caller. So here we go. Next caller, you're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Ashwini. Hi, Jerry. This is Kate in Australia. Hey, Kate. Hi. You're a little faint for me. Is there any way you could be louder? Yeah, let me change to you. Is that better? Much better. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, I am experiencing so much synchronicity right now to be here on this call mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. really grateful for that. And... Yeah, I wanted to to kind of call in to talk about two things. And um, one was how supported this week I've been by the call and the guidance being 
offered to other people in practice. And I've had a very, and a really tough place emotionally. And it's been a, a, you know, I think again, synchronicity, that this week I have to notice happiness and joy, or have to, <laughs> that's the assignment. And, mm-hmm. and it's been a really difficult one for me. Um, but some of the things that have been shared on the call and the guidance that have been received has just been so that feeling of life-saving, of speaking directly to me, of sharing things that I'd had, I couldn't, I couldn't bring my own awareness to. And then, you know, a caller talked um, or Sherry gave guidance once, caller this week about the things you want to do, not that you have to do. You don't have to do any. And it was just like, everything I needed to hear and a caller talking about the joy from a cup of coffee. And it was, mm-hmm. it was just so powerful. And I was really experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And that was yes. been amazing. Yes. And you, you call it synchronicity because what we are conditioned to believe is when I'm having a hard time, all I experience is hard, right? It's what Sherry was talking mm-hmm. about. I really want something to support me in that process, to encourage me in the process, to understand what I'm going through in the process. And there, that synchronicity or that wonderful feeling of being held by life mm. happens mm. for us when life talks to us in the, these unexpected ways of offering consolation and signaling, yes, you are going through something very, very difficult. It's hard for you. And there is no reserves, perhaps, within, within quotes, within, that can generate what you need. And yet, it, you're not forsaken, right? Uh, what is seeking mm-hmm. that is, 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 being, is being fulfilled in all of these mirrors around you in the space that you choose to put yourself in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's that visual of those flying birds, right? Sometimes they're ahead and everybody else is in the draft and then something else sticks. Mm. So when you're feeling, when, that, and that's the interconnectedness of the Sangha, sometimes what you say is going to assist someone else and when you most, most need it, somebody else says something that speaks to your heart, is healing, feels yeah. that gives you that sense of, oh, yes, that's true. That allows me to, to keep going. Oh, that's true. That feels so, whatever, valid, validating, supportive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that when you said being held felt really like yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing was, you know, um, just in the last caller, I'm also an Enneatype 7. And in this week, one of the things that I've been looking at is how, you know, the difference between seeking joy and happiness and mm-hmm. noticing and being a okay with what is and what so so you know the example that I think kind of helps make that concrete is I'm going through a hard time and and I'm pretty in a bad mood Mm -hmm. and everything like isn't great and so I'm working and I'm like this sucks (laughs) like I'm in a bad mood and and often work is something that like I brings me joy. There's lots of things about it that I, I like and I enjoy. But it's very different for me to sit there and be like, why aren't you just drop the bad mood and be with 
this thing that you love to do. Just, you know, what you love doing this, just be happy about it. Versus like, no, I'm just going to accept. You know, I, I don't really know, and I'm kind of, I guess that's what I'm looking at. Like, no, I'm just going to accept right now. This is not bringing me joy. And I am going to do it. And that, that's different than like, I'm going to find the joy that's happening right now. That there's this, yeah. yeah, I don't know quite how to articulate it. But it's like, no, I'm not going to go out and look for something because that would be leaving this moment. That would be abandoning this person in a way. I'm going to have this moment of, oh, this cup of coffee is, brings me so much joy. And when I return to this other thing I have to do, it is not bringing me joy. And I'm still going to sit here and do it, and that's okay. Yes. Well, there's so many things in what you say, Kate. It's, so, it's complicated and composite, which is why it's so hard to articulate. But if I may, if I may what, you're, what, you're, what you're pointing to is that experience, first of all, of things don't bring me joy. Right? There's mm-hmm. a, there's, that's the first place. I am, mm-hmm. I, I'm either attending to it, noticing it, or not noticing it. And there's absolutely a difference between noticing joy and making myself joyful, which is that seven endotype you're, you're, we were just mm-hmm. looking at. So I want to distract myself to the next feeling of excitement or the next feeling of happiness because I'm not allowed to have the experience or be with the experience I am having. That experience is uncomfortable or not joyful or doesn't give me the feeling that I want to be having. So I have to avoid it at all costs. So there's a coping mechanism and efforting to have an experience I prefer over the one I'm having. And then, of course, you, you know, because things don't give you joy, often this thing that you feel most joyful in suddenly stops being joyful. And then you really, really look at how the efforting is not going to make you happy about something that is currently not making you happy. So we encounter mm-hmm. the fact that it's not the thing that doesn't make me happy. So the acceptance that you're talking about is really just letting go the identity that thinks that it can get something out of something. So the acceptance is not that you don't want to be joyful. The acceptance, or you're not happy, the acceptance is, is feeding the effort, right? Mm. As soon as I get, mm. I'm not going to attempt to squeeze happiness out of a stone, since all of my <laughs> efforts are not successful, I'm able to be with the stone, and when I'm with the stone, then, the, then my, my experience of being with is not being against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, then you and have whatever so, experience you have, which might, which might actually develop your receptivity to experience the happiness of being with a stone or the happiness of being with a leaf or the happiness of being with work or essentially the happiness of being which then can get colored by what is in your environment, perhaps, but it's not dependent on it. Yeah. And, you know, it makes me think of what a previous caller said, which is the happiness of being with her who's yes. going through a hard time. <laughs> yes. Yes. And accessing exactly. that open-hearted response mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. which is so different from that future-seeking joy, excitement, hit. Um, yes, yes. The future that the identity seeking. wants. Yes, 
the identity is always looking for that juice because it maintains it, right? It maintains mm-hmm. the focus mm-hmm. on the identity. And yet to be with life, with her, with, with life manifesting as her is a tremendous experience of happiness. It's the only way to be. Yeah. yeah. And that gets denied, that gets overridden, that gets uh, distracted from, deflected from in that orientation of identification, which is always away from that. You, you said uh, she doesn't, you know, it's invalidating her experience or abandoning her in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kate. The enjoyment of being with, being with her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Very sweet. So. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. And Jay, that brings us to the end of the show. We have so many callers in the queue that I wasn't able to unmute, so I invite them all to be on the queue tomorrow. Yes. Yes, we want to hear from everybody if we can. Thank you, Ashwini. Thank you, everybody. Go happy. happy.